0: Welcome back to the Escape Broke Podcast. I'm your host Fong, And I'm Ron. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm, I'm tired, man. Really? I am tired from work. <laughs> you, you've been a busy, busy man.
1: Uh, yeah, especially today. Uh, I've, I've had these 8.30 meetings and yeah, it's just, you know, in, in, in a way it's a good thing. I have to get to work earlier. And today I sort of forced myself to wake up a little bit early as well and I've got a bit of a workout in. Nice. So hopefully I can continue this. Even if there's no more you know, 8.30 meetings, I'll try to still get into work early. I think it just sort of helps me um, get a little bit more into the um, in, into the, the mood. What's what's your workout consists of every morning? This morning, I just did jumping jacks for cardio. I did kettlebell swings and uh, I did an ab workout. Nice.
0: Just like three three sets of those three. So sides. about 20, 30 minutes of, of workout. Um, I've actually read on Tim Ferriss' blog. <clears throat> that you should have a morning routine. And my one usually consists of waking up, taking a bit of work, come back, do at least 15, uh, 15 reps of push-ups. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that, I do my cold showers and then I start my days. And then I jump straight onto the emails. Sure. So it's, a, it's, it's good that you're starting it, man. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's especially important. Not, not so it's not important for me, but I think it's especially important for like a, like a someone who's self-employed. There's nobody that's going to keep you accountable except for yourself. You know, for me, if I, if I don't show up to work on time, you know, I'll lose my job. But for you, it's kind of like you just lose business. So you really do have to be more, um, like for you, you do have to be more self disciplined than someone working at nine-to-five, I think. Like the nine-to-five provides you with some structure, whereas for you, you have to almost kind of build your own structure, build your own routines, so then you can actually run as a business yourself.
0: That's true. I agree with that. I agree. There's, there's certain things that I automatically do in, in the morning. So uh, after my shower as well, I just hit the kettle, get my coffee ready, grab my co- my coffee, my two liter bottle of water and I sit on my desk. So today was mainly, like, usually my, my Mondays and Tuesdays are editing and podcast days. And then on Wednesdays onwards, I start working on my market game. So cleaning the equipment, boarding stock and uh, whatnot.
1: So yeah. The other thing that I sort of realized today and it's something that, you know, seems very, very apparent um, is this whole thing with working nine to five means that there are times where um, my schedule is kind of fucked up because of work, like working late, for example. It means that, you know, sometimes I have to miss Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, you've been
0: doing that uh, for the past two weeks, I think.
1: So um, that means on those days, I I don't get a workout. But if I wake up in the morning, it's like it's something done. At least it, it's kind of un, um, unaffected by anything that goes on during the day. You know, whether I have to work late or I have to, it's you know, I'm your, super tired. It's basically your you time in the morning. Yeah, it's to, kind of to center yourself. Exactly. I, 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 not, nothing can affect that time except for when I wake up. Yeah. So, you know, in, in, in a way that's that's that whole discipline equals freedom thing where I get that extra I, get, I, I make use of that time well now, whereas I'd just be sleeping before. And whether I go to training or not, it's almost dependent on how things go at work, which yeah, which, which um, is, is what I think makes it difficult sometimes
0: to get some, it, it, some sort of routine yeah. in. Yeah. But I think one thing that's actually pretty good about our new gym uh, is the fact that they have late classes. And they also have morning classes as well. Huh? When? like morning
1: like very early like six thirty. apparently really
0: as in during the week i think so yeah is it taught by george
1: um i can't remember but i do remember seeing that there were like very early morning classes which i plan to hopefully do once i move to the new place uh, too.
0: How's, uh, so that's that's happening in, in april yeah yeah early april that's exciting we're gonna get a new uh, podcast studio out of it <laughs> in a way yeah got to get ready those uh, sound panels i'm gonna stick them everywhere in your house i'm actually thinking of uh, asking jay if i could uh, convert one of the rooms and do like a studio yeah why not um because this morning i was recording the intro- introduction for the alex lee episode and i'm thinking man i can't do this outside in my uh, shared office so why? I had to take, because Jay's working there, there's noise everywhere, there's dogs, there's, yeah, there's yeah, the dog yeah, like barking around. So I took I'll, the whole setup, my the recorder into my room and just like lied on my bed and just started recording. Mm, mm. <laughs> well, I mean, if,
1: if you can set up, so then um, you can very easily sort of move things around if someone needs to use a yeah. room, then I don't, see, I don't see why not.
0: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him. So just before we get into the main topic, uh, I'll, I'll introduce that for the listeners soon. Mm-hmm. How's your target for the 75 kilos? Uh, I'm still stuck on 80.
1: Stuck? Yeah. So I lost a kilo probably in about two weeks. This is about the third or fourth week now. Third week. The, so yeah, I'm still stuck on 80. You've plateaued? Uh, no. I think it's just getting back to the regular routine means I'm going back to my regular weight. So I haven't really lost anything. Um. So hopefully this... Um, this this waking up early thing and working out in the morning will hopefully um, get me in some sort of
0: routine of sorts. And plan for it, make it happen every single day. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's the hard part, right? Yeah. So I guess we'll get a uh, we'll we'll get on with the topics of the day. I've got some, I've got something special for the listeners today. Something special. Something special. Something that I think and I've done myself to get a little cash on the side, also to develop some business skills. So today we're actually talking about three ways, three ways you can actually make some money online and ways that you can also uh, uh, up your skills in business, whether it be negotiation, whether it be marketing and selling. So one of the things that you can do. This is actually my my favorite. So I'm going to start with off my favorite because this is something I do like on on uh, on a daily daily weekly basis. Is selling things on Gumtree. For international listeners, what is Gumtree? Gumtree is basically a local classified uh ad service that Australia has. I'm sure it's actually in in the UK as well. Okay. Yep. Um and. In America, you have Craigslist, something equivalent, mm. eBay, Craigslist. Mm. So you have those sort of services where you can actually sell your household goods online. And services as well, yeah, if you're yeah. a professional. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of stats. This is actually coming from Gumtree itself. Like I actually found a report that, you, that we'll have in the show notes as well. In 2019, last year, just last year, right? So there was 95 million used goods sold in, in, in 2019. Mm. Used that's a lot. That's, I think that's just passing through Gumtree. That's a lot of stuff, right? A lot of stuff in, in, in your house that you can sell. And they estimate that uh, each household has, um, has an estimate of $5,300 worth of goods that are, is unused that you can sell. That's a good amount of money, yeah. What, what do you think, what, what, what would you do with an extra $5,000 a year? Um, holiday? Pay off your credit card, holiday, renovate the house plenty you can do with five grand yeah and with that like the, on the report it also says that uh the used good economy in australia so this has come to australia so i'm just gonna say that it's in australia it's actually worth 43 billion dollars that's that's heaps <laughs> yeah that's a lot of money to, to have in your house right i'm just gonna make sure that <laughs> i'm gonna fact check this because i'm sure i saw, I saw 43 yeah so like so that one can see as well 43 billion dollars 43 billion Wow. Aussies could earn a share of $43 billion. <laughs> how, how, how insane is that, man? Well, uh, l- let me ask you, off the top of your head, what's one thing that you can sell right now? In my house?
1: That's useless in my house. We well, don't use it. Whether you can sell it or not, it's another thing. It's just,
0: uh, well, I've got you... a, I've got a washing machine from uh, my apartment. Since we moved, we moved in with Jay that's just sitting in my garage doing nothing. So I've actually taken a picture of that with the intention of selling it. And another thing is my telescope that I got from my... Uh, I think it was like one of my birthdays two years ago that I haven't had the chance to use as much as I thought I yeah. would. Yeah. I
1: think telescopes a bit tough if you're near the city. Yeah. Kind of need to go a little bit out.
0: You'd be surprised though. Like uh, there's a couple of things you can see with a telescope up there, but like naked ladies or. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Right. I mean, if you want to check out the report, um, guys, just check out the link below in, in our show notes. I, I'll put the report out there. It's a, fa- a fascinating read because I like Gumtree is like my favorite place to sell stuff on. Like I've, I've, I've talked obviously talked to, uh, talked to you about it many, many times, how I sold things, how I buy used goods. I mean, the very microphones and, uh, that we are using right now and also the headphones that we are using right now is straight off, um, not Gumtree, but Facebook market, which is essentially the same thing. So it's like a secondhand market. Yes, yeah, a secondhand market. And it's one of the great ways that uh, you can either get rid of your goods or buy things on the cheap, like quality things, right? Because in in this day and age, things move so fast that uh, things don't get the chance to be thoroughly used. Equipments. My 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 brother's actually um I think chucking a few home
1: workout um equipment, which um which we literally don't use. We got like one of those um you know those shaking machines where you stand on top of it and it's supposed to shake the fat out of you or shake what you know whatever, which we you know, a family, me- a family member gave us. I love how you rolled us. your eyes at uh, <laughs> that. Because they don't work. <laughs> they don't work. And yeah, so we don't use it. It's in our, you know, cinema room and it's sort of just taking up space. So we thought, okay, like, why don't we just, it probably won't won't make much money, but we'll sell it online. At least we get rid of it. That's one. And two, whatever proceeds that we get, you know, we'll put it towards like one of those stationary bikes.
0: That's that's very true. I mean, most of, most of the time that I bought things on Gumtree. Actually, I just bought something on, over the weekend. One one of my freezers died for my work. Uh, f- the freezers I use for, for work. I certainly bought that one on Gumtree as well. I bought it for like one hundred and fifty bucks. So five hundred liter freezer. You can uh, usually those go for I'd say a thousand bucks at least. Oh. So I bought for one hundred fifty bucks. That was a really that good last deal. for that. Lasted me a, two, a good two years, not bad, right? Um, I'm sure it's because of the uh, the horrible heat that we have over yeah. the weekend, the forty degree uh, days. That totally just struggled, killed, killed yeah. the freezer. Anyway, so I bought um, another seven hundred liter freezer of this upgrade, I- nice. yeah, f- of this Italian dude uh, uh, in Smithfield for three hundred fifty bucks, seven hundred liters. That's a, that's a, that's a big freezer. Awesome. So yeah, I use this, uh, this service for, for my business just to cut costs. And the, 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 stuff that you, that I buy is basically quality stuff. If you know your stuff, if you do your research, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of the times as well,
1: there's a, uh, there, there's many things that you can buy on the secondhand market, which is, which, you know, really makes you think, why do you, do you need to buy new?
0: Well, that's my philosophy. I I run on that philosophy.
1: Yeah, unless there's some some you know particular reason why it has to be new, like whether it's um you know warranty or something that you that you absolutely absolutely need. A lot of times, so, second hand just you know does does the job.
0: But my point in telling you that story mm. before is that I, I coming to that guy ha- that guy's house. He had a garage, a garage of like antique tables, like really like real wood. Hardwood tables. He he asked me if I wanted it. I'm like, where am I going to put it? <laughs> it's like a dining table? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's actually one of those really nice looking uh, brown hardwood tables. I, I don't okay. know how to 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 explain that, but mm. if I did my research, I probably know how much those would would be worth on Gumtree. Where where whereabouts is this? Like what suburb is this? Uh, Smithfield. Okay. Mm. So that's 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 one of those things. I mean, look, you have a lot of stuff in your house, if you had mm. a house, right? Right. Look, look around your, uh, your apartment. I'm sure there's things that you haven't used in months. I'm sure, yeah. Right? So you can just chuck it on Gumtree, make an, a quick extra bucks, buck and you know declutter your house. Absolutely, yeah. So what can you learn from, from selling stuff from Gumtree? What, uh, what do you think that, that, that you can learn? Well, for one, um, selling stuff,
1: sales, that's number one. Um, what else can you learn? Negotiation. Dealing with, uh, dealing with
0: a potential customer or dealing with a potential seller. That's right, negotiation. That's mm. one of the biggest things that I've learned um, uh, using Gumtree because far too many people are scared to actually ask for what they want.
1: Huh. Yeah,
0: uh, well, I mean, on Gumtree, <laughs> you get all sorts of offers, right? Oh, mate, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing what you can get, you, you can get offered, but it's yeah. also your job like the person selling uh, whatever you are selling on, mm. in your house to know how much it's worth, right? So yep. knowing the worth of your item, don't sure. be scared of asking for it, right? It's va- If it's valued, uh, if it has some value for mm. you, the the particular item that when you bought it, it has value for other people. I mean, there's sure. 8 billion people out there. Well, in Australia, 21 million, mm. Yep. right? So obviously you're going to find someone out there who's mm. willing to buy your stuff for the price that you are asking for. Mm. So that's one of the things that you, uh, you can learn on Gumtree. And the other thing is how to advertise sure right so knowing that was product. actually
1: one of the um more difficult things i felt like I've, I've never been a big i've been a pretty big ebay buyer never been a big ebay seller and and that's similar to to um gumtree as well i never I never really had that many ads on either platforms it was just always hard for me to talk up something and try and try and sell that that's always a difficult thing for me i don't know why it's just it just is and I think part of it is also um, this sort of mindset where you know if I if I put something down and I know that I, and, and it's not getting the kind of interest, it's almost like it's almost like telling me something about my selling skills. So that's why I never really why I never really you know play around with selling stuff. So do you think it's like kind of a? I'm sort of self conscious about my selling ability. Yeah, because I also know as well that I don't have much experience and I, I'm not very good at it, so I just don't do it. Also, I, um, I might just add the one thing as well that I think you know, I'm, I'm, it, it's sort of a, a bad, I wouldn't say a habit, but it's um, an issue that I have when selling things. I feel like there's a certain value for an item and I'm not going to budge on that, on that price tag. And then it gets to the point where it no no, is no longer worth anywhere near as much as that price tag, and then I'm I'm holding it, holding it, holding it, and I just don't sell it because now it's at a point where the offers are well under what I was expecting. So this it's also this finding a balance between getting what's what it's worth and also just getting the deal done. So one of the things that I had an issue with as well is um I bought an iPhone hoping to sell it for a decent, you know, a decent profit. To flip it, you mean? To flip it, yeah. Oh, so you bought it to flip it? Yeah. Okay. Because I also had a, a a gift card. So I bought it with a gift card. So I was already kind of up in a way. Put it on and I never got the price that I really was looking for. Like in my mind, I was thinking, okay, this is, this is in high demand. I'm sure someone would give me close to especially when it came out as well, because I sort of bought it when it came out, so I thought demand would be pretty high on, on on the second-hand market, but it just never was there. And I sort of held on to it, and held on to it, and held on to it, and then it got to the point where I bought it for like 1800 right? And the offers I was getting initially was in the
0: $1,600. That's a fair price, I reckon.
1: But it's brand new. Sure. And I'm selling for 16, and and. and I'm making a loss. I was actually hoping that it would be selling for $1,900, $2,000 because, because I knew that there was a demand for it. How long did you have it up for? A while. So I, I basically never got the offer that I wanted, which was the issue. And the other issue is I held on to it so long that um, the supply met the demand and yeah, it just I, I actually never yeah. actually never sold it
0: what what you, what'd you, what'd so, you do, do with it
1: <laughs> what what i what i ended up doing was um i worked out with my dad where he would buy it for very cheap just to give it to my mom as a gift <laughs> <laughs> hey you end up selling it didn't you <laughs> I, so i did technically sell it and i did okay <laughs> i guess Got my mom a cheap iPhone <laughs> but this like top the line iPhone like hires, yeah. whatever whatever it's just
0: um, well yeah I mean what does that story teach you I mean what what, what do you think you got out of that uh, I think uh, out of that lesson well I, th- I think the
1: main lesson was I m- misjudge the demand for the product
0: it's also the negotiation part here not only do you have to negotiate with the people buying trying to buy your product you also have to negotiate With yourself, right? So, how much are you willing to let go this item for? Well, here's the thing as well,
1: because I bought it with a gift card, which itself does have value. I thought I had a sort of a buffer, so I could
0: sell it for X dollars. So then I still had. So you would you would have still been on top, yeah. If you even if you sold it for like a lower price, that's right. Um, well, the thing with in, in my experience selling things on Gumtree. And eBay and whatnot, as soon as the product leaves the the, the 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 shop or the manufacturer or the uh the retailer and you yourself are, are trying to sell it as an ind- individual, that no longer becomes the same in terms of the value so if the retailer can provide customer service they can provide warranty you yourself cannot so really like how, can you expect to sell? An item the same as so I,
1: I actually did the research on this before looking at the previous iPhone sales when it came out. I knew that these this iPhone it was the iPhone X when it came out. I knew that you know, based on all the news, that there was not enough supply to meet the demand. So I thought there would be an opportunity to sell it to quote unquote early adopters because I also knew that they were extremely hard to find. I tried to look around for it, I knew that there was one franchise that was selling it at the time they were kind of exclusive so i knew that these were the only people that could sell it initially at least for the first like two months or something like that second thing was i tried to find it it was extremely hard to find everybody was either either every shop was allotted only a small amount so i called around waiting for it finally got it went in, bought it but the demand on the on on ebay just wasn't there. I don't know if maybe I, I held onto it too long before I put it up on eBay or something. Cuz Cause like, cause I did see the sales of some of the earlier ones, which actually was above the recommended retail price. Um
0: above like a, it was yeah. selling more, more expensive. Yeah, they were selling for profit.
1: Okay. So so my the the the, the theory was there. It's just in
0: practice I think I either I left it too long to. I think you should list it. Yeah, you should have listed it as soon as you walked out of the shop. Yeah, I think I think that was <laughs> that was the issue. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're in that game to make a profit, yeah, obviously, um, yeah, you have to be quick with it. And the thing is, like, with that, I don't know that if it's like a lucrative endeavor to to get in because the 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 phone business, like there, there'll be a small margin on top, right? Uh, what do you mean, small margin? It's like what? How? For example, like how much? did those people sell above the recommended retail price quite a fair bit i think i, I bought it for about 1850 and
1: there was one selling for There was, there's was quite a few selling for over 2 grand so 2100 2200 it's not a big margin but i guess given past
0: history i thought that was a pretty easy you know profit to make well i could be wrong i've never done that like i like for me i've always sold used goods all right so i've sold like you know i've sold monitors i've sold computers sold um i sold an excavator once um i sold my tomato ma- the sorting machine that took a long time <laughs> so that's a very niche niche product um that took me like at least a year to sell i kept listing it listing it because with gumtree you can sell you can list for free so it's risk free right so the well, only-
1: well i mean the question i have for you is have you ever sold anything for a profit
0: I would say no because most of either. yeah most of the things that I list on Gumtree is is used things so I would never expect to make as much as like a new item would make for example like for for me it was more decluttering and getting rid, rid of items as opposed to chucking it away because if I chuck it away I wouldn't be making money on top of it right
1: so I, I think I think also part of this whole topic is if you're in if you're actually serious in that market I think recognizing the the deals is important if you can buy it at a very low price and you know that there's either going to be very little um uh decrease in value or it's something that should increase in value
0: well i mean like the the whole idea of like this this topic i actually wanted to uh, show people that it's, it's possible to make money of the items that you no longer use around the house uh, I mean, I mean that's, sure. that's, an, that's an easy
1: way to, to make it's, money. It's very yeah. easy,
0: and the, the the other thing is like, sure, you might not be selling it for uh, the price that you might want, but you are getting some of the money back from the purchase that you orgi- or originally made for that particular item. So, I mean, I sold I, I bought a computer, for example, like I built my computer, I bought, I, I spent over two thousand dollars for it, and I ended up selling for fourteen hundred. So that's that's six hundred dollars I spent for the uh, for the computer that I use for uh, an X period of time. Right, so you're not you're not losing. You're gaining some something back from uh, from the items that you're selling. So it's possible. It's easy money. It helps you declutter, and it helps you. Te- it helps. It teaches you ways to make a living online. Yeah. So
1: I think I think maybe my issue was more so I was trying to be a little bit too clever. I think I was trying to try to beat the market almost. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I I lost out in in that gamble. You still make money back by selling it to your parents, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's good that my mom has a phone that she enjoys. So all that.
0: You want to go to the next topic? Uh, Sorry, the the next point, the the, the second way you can make money online, right? Yes. Skill-based services. Okay, so the question I have for people is do you have something that you've learned? Do you have a hobby that you're currently learning? Do you want to increase... The, the knowledge that you have in that particular field. So, for example, uh, if you have a hobby in photography, graphics design, uh, programmer, meal planning, uh, fitness coach, right? So, all, those, all these things that you've learned, whether it be in uni or you're a student or this is something that you do uh, after your nine to five, right? These things, you can leverage on these, these things. You can leverage on these skills by using uh, websites like, sorry, freelancing websites like, uh, what, are, what, what are, Upwork, Freelancer, um, I think something that's really quite popular is um tutoring. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Like uh, HSC math HSC, tutoring for Year Twelve. Yeah, that's piano, a very, very piano, yeah.
1: musical instrument. Um, help could be sports. Uh, you know, you could be a little awesome uh, coach. one-on-one coach
0: for a for a, you know some 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 sort of sport. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of things. That's right. I mean, that's definitely one of those things that is quite recommended if you are um a self-made entrepreneur, diversifying your income streams, right? So you could be working on a nine to five. You don't even have to quit your nine to five, right? You can spend an extra hour in your day after your nine to five to work on this business, one or two hours over the weekend even and make an extra $100, $500 a weekend, right? So you can use like, again, uh, sites like Freelancer, Upwork. um, What's the other ones that uh, I wrote down? Fiverr. That's my, one of my favorite ones, actually. Yeah, Fiverr. Fiverr. So all these sites allows you to, um, to, to advertise yourself, to advertise your skills, rather, and teach people, and people pay you for, for, to teach them those skills or do, do things for you. That, so again, that will increase uh, your portfolio. So if it's like your, a, a job that requires you to have a portfolio, this is a great way to, to do it. Well, one of the things that I saw in there, um, I don't know if you
1: actually... Had that, or I read it. I read it somewhere else. But um, this whole virtual assistant thing. If if you're if you're in uni or you know you're, you know, in, in the corporate world, yeah. you have some you know Excel spreadsheet skills. You could probably you know some someone who doesn't want to deal with you know spreadsheets over the weekend. You could probably hire out your services to just deal with you know creating charts or uh, you know organizing some data. Being it's, a PA to someone. Yeah, it's not that hard. And, you know, if, you, if, if it's something that is
0: simple enough, you can probably do it over, you know, half a day on a, on a weekend. That could probably net you maybe 100 bucks. You know what? I find, that, I find this, this field very fascinating because as a, as, as a business owner, I'd like someone to do my bookkeeping for me, right? And bookkeeping doesn't require someone to be on staff for 40 hours a week right So I can hire someone for like one or two hours to do all my receipts or, or to do all my uh, reconciliation for with the bank, and that is something that's very attractive to me so it's a', it's, a it's, it's also it's not only beneficial for the freelancer, but it's also beneficial for businesses
1: Yeah, so you obviously do have to weigh you know weigh, weigh the um the pros and cons or even the balance sheets, whether it's worth you know. Paying someone to do your yeah. do all that, or whether you can do it yourself. If you know, if if the time that you have now, because you're not dealing with these bookkeeping, you're just sitting in your ass. You're making you're not productive. You're making zero money. You're you're losing money by using one of these virtual assistants to do those things. But if you use your time to actually be productive and make money, then that absolutely makes sense because yeah. you're using your time more um, effectively. So for me. If, if I was to hire a maid to clean my place... <laughs> it's actually, you can actually do that. You know, remember that service? Yeah, I can absolutely do that.
0: Yeah, $50 or something for a room. But
1: what, what am I doing if I'm not cleaning my own place? I'm just sitting on my ass anyway. I'm not making any money. I'm losing money by doing Learning, that. Learning, reading a book, watching yeah, I mean, a documentary. I mean, Unless I am, say, doing some sort of side hustle or you know, working on someone else's spreadsheet where I can make money. That that sort of time is I can I can use it to you know clean my own place. It's uh it's 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 always that it's always about finding the balance between is the time you 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 have now are you using it effectively and productively or whether you're just doing because you're lazy a bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> of I mean if you can afford it
0: and you want you know t- time is a it, it's a valuable commodity, right? So one of the things I actually like to to do is uh, get someone else to clean my car. All right. So I, I usually like to take my car to places to get it cleaned, so I can sit down and, and do some of my work on my laptop while they clean my car. So that's one of the things. That if, is it worth $50 for me? Yes. For other people, I, like yourself, you like to clean your own car, you, pro- you probably won't find any value in that. All no. right. Even if it was 20 bucks, I wouldn't. <laughs> if it was 20 bucks, I know the quality of that, that watch if I scratch my car. So something I found interesting as well um, with uh, these skill-based services, like if you, if you want to do a, a freelancing, right? Um, freelancing actually contributes to about one trillion dollars in year in U.S. That's a lot. Oh, freelancing. I guess that can be.
1: Yeah, I mean that's graphic design. That's, that's a lot of things, right?
0: Exactly, man. So that, that there's a massive piece of pie that uh, anyone who's looking to get to to get the, the freelancing business can uh, take out of, can take from. So this this report is actually uh, from Upwork, that's an, an, another freelancing company that uh, I was researching to do. Uh, this particular piece for, this, um, for the podcast. I mean, how, how, how lucrative is this? $1 trillion, sitting on your ass at home, having flexible hours, working whenever you want, selecting the clients that you want. Isn't that really attractive? Absolutely. Yeah. So especially, especially if you've already built
1: a, a client base.
0: Exactly. And the thing is, the, the beautiful thing about this is because, you're, like, for example, if you're still in a nine to five and you want to dabble in the business world and you have some skills to offer, then this is obviously one of the great things that you can do because of the flexible timeframe. You can work on the weekends, after hours, and also very very low
1: overheads. It costs you nothing to really set up. You just put your name on Fiverr or one of these
0: platforms, and and you're up and running. Obviously, you'd have to do some marketing for yourself, build oh, a course, brand yeah. name, and build a network of clients that you can rely on, and that, make that, some that money happens over time. Yeah. So with with these particular skills, as with selling on Gumtree. By the way, Gumtree is also, also a place where you can put your uh, skill-based uh, services on as well. There's a lot of car detailing. There's yeah. a lot of handyman work. Just, yeah. So, so again, like, what, what are the sites? Again, so those are freelanc- uh, Freelancer, Upwork, uh, you talk Fiverr, all the sites. And that allows a lot of people overseas as well. The, the, the thing is, these jobs don't have to be local. You can, you can be in Australia and do services for a client in the US and get paid US dollars. Which is, would be more beneficial for for you here working in Australia, right? So yeah, that's that, that's another another like avenue of income that you uh, you can have and also learn build build upon your career.
1: And I think um, it's probably a very easy way to start your own business as well. You know, you pick up a couple of jobs and you almost have a couple of clients. You know, they might come back to you for a
0: repeat service, and you're, you you kind of have a business already. If you uh, let me ask you this question: that if you were to have a freelancing business, right, what would be something that you'd uh, you'd like to get into? (laughs) Car detailing. it's just to have something on the weekend, bring in an extra two hundred two hundred dollars a week. Why not? Like what, one hour of your day on a Saturday? Well, laziness mainly. It's quite physical work,
1: and I guess it's not that fun cleaning
0: a you know shitty car.
1: (laughs) I mean, what what kind of uh, skill based services do you think you could
0: provide well i've been i've been toying around uh, for me anyways i've been toying around with like uh, getting into photography like more into photography like i've got i've been learning the skill i mean i've been learning this skill since 2014 right uh, 2014, yeah 2014 since i went to japan i picked up a camera loved it didn't understand a thing out of it and just kept reading youtubing and everything so i did all this learning by myself um so that's one of the things i've been like checking out um what was it uh not upwork five no freelancer actually i've actually got an account on there there's there has been some jobs i bid on but yeah i was haven't having too active on that so i probably what's, should do what's that.
1: that other wasn't there another is a freelancer i don't know was upwork but it's one of those sites where it's like a similar thing where you put 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 down a job like car deal detailing or something and then you sort of
0: bid for a job could be well, a freelancer most most of these sites do that Fiverr freelance. Uh, Fiverr is more like um you initiate the contact with the person that yeah, wants to get yeah. the job done, basically. So whereas freelance freelancer, you put the job out there, like the clients put the job out there, and people bid for the for the actual job. So what are what are some of the things that you can learn from, like the key thing that you can learn from doing this? Um, for me, right, for the the the, the advice I have for people who want to get into freelancing, this will teach you. This will teach you that. The value of money is not directly tied to the hours that you work, so it's not like, oh, my one hour is worth twenty five dollars, right? So this would be more on a case by case or a client by client basis. So one client, you could be, you could do maybe two hours and you can get five hundred dollars, uh, or one hour, you know, two hundred fifty dollars, depending depending on what you do. So for 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 photography, for example, I know for a fact that if I do a job like I. If I do a job for, say, a wedding couple, I could potentially get $3,000 a weekend for one job. Maybe five, six hours of, of shooting, a thousand photos, maybe a couple of hours of editing, and bam, you're done. Okay? So, yeah, that's one of the, 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 the advice I have for people.
1: Yeah. Like, if you, if you have a, like a passion for something, a hobby that you're pretty, you know, pretty good at, you could probably turn that into some sort of skill-based service whether it be coaching or whether it be, you know, like you said, photography, yeah. teaching something,
0: there's, there's, there's a multitude of things. You don't, you don't have to have permission to start something. If you have some skills, then you're obviously above someone already. By above, I mean you have skills that people can, can leverage off you. So that gives you the right by having those skills to charge for those skills if, you have to, if you're willing to give out the services. Ready for the next one? This one's probably my favorite so far. All right, so Gumtree is my number one, like outside of like what we do uh, in the in the studio right now. But the third one I have is podcasting. It's a hard game. Yeah, do you agree with me?
1: I mean, the way I say podcasting is it's almost like in in terms of using podcasting to make money, it's almost like um you know being a some someone someone in the art, art industry and you know, anybody can paint whether someone will buy your stuff is is a different thing you know a lot of people can can sing
0: do you think do you think uh painting could leverage off uh, of podcasting no
1: no no i'm i'm not saying using podcast to i'm saying it's a similar thing where you 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 can know how to paint you can know how to podcast it doesn't necessarily mean that you can make money from it you know we always hear about you know struggling musicians or struggling artists i always feel like today in, in this day and age podcasting is it's, it's almost there as in it's difficult to to make
0: money you and i we're far from making money but like it's it's definitely something i'm personally aiming for and i'm dragging you along with it yeah so with podcasting
1: you can certainly make you can certainly make money but it's not it's not you know it's with a lot of things you can make money the podcasting I feel like is almost more difficult because there's more of an out there. For example, if you were to put your skill set on, on on one of those uh, you know, freelancer Fiverr to, to, to take you know, photography for, for somebody, take photographs for, for somebody, you might be competing with maybe 30, 40. 50 people locally but with podcasts
0: we're dealing with 700,000 mm i i think i, I think i'm going to have to disagree with what you're saying here, man because there's a lot of photographers out there but
1: locally yeah locally yeah not 700,000 There's yeah, well, not like 700,000 people in but know, the thing Gisella. is like
0: it's 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 a di- like it's also a different medium it's like oh, the thing the beautiful thing with the with podcasting, right, in my, in my personal opinion and also like what, what we've been reading so far is that podcasting is a one-to-many medium, but it is also like a, a, a one-to-a particular niche of people, right? So right now, you and I, we're an audience of two, along with maybe 30 or, 34, or 30 people right now, according to our stats, okay? So we do have an audience out there willing to listen to what we have to offer. So are we really competing with 700,000 700, um, podcasts? If, if someone, for example, is interested in what we have to offer and they listen to us exclusively, as in like mainly one of their main podcasts during the week, I don't think we're, we're really competing to other people with other people. Well, here's the thing. There's only so many
1: hours and days to listen to podcasts. If, there's, if we're competing with 700,000, um, and I would say maybe the top one percent of those are are where most of the listeners are sort of pointing the ears towards. It kind of leaves very few ears for for us, for some 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 somebody starting. It's yeah. I mean it's similar to you know photographer you know the, the ones who has a client base and have a reputation and been around for a while they've they probably
0: get most of the, and the most and jobs. The, and the key thing you just you just said that there the key thing you just said is they've been around for a while. We've only been like around for maybe 2 months. Right. So got to keep going. Yeah, I mean, and, we obviously have to keep going. Yeah. But look, I don't think I'm worried about that. It's it's a it's for for us anyways, like a, a, one of the things I ha- I want to say about this this particular game, this yeah. way of to make money is that it's a long game. It's not going to be overnight. Money's not going to come in overnight. It's definitely and, one and of and the, I think
1: I think the key as well is that that I that I see this as is I'm not in this to make money because I I don't I don't really realistically see uh, I'm not saying we won't make a couple of dollars here and there but in terms of making real money I I, I don't really see that here I see this as uh, something that I enjoy doing I see this as something that helps me maybe helps a couple of people um, you know with 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 their thoughts and thinking things through but in terms of making money I'm, I'm not I'm not in this game to make money. I'm just, I mean, it'd be great if we
0: did, but I'm not really. Well, that, that's, that, that's good that you, you want to keep the, uh, the, your integrity, which is great, right? With this, with this particular game. But if it's, if it's got some money to the side, like if, if you have some value to offer, so for sure. some people, and I'm totally on board with actually providing a price for that value. and pro- providing to people, right? So, yes, We'll be doing giving this out for free. Obviously, like a podcast is a medium um, to, to, it's a free medium for people to listen, to get entertained, to get informed. But there's obviously um, you also you as a podcaster, you as the person who provide their time, right? Mm. So, for example, we've got like ten episodes out already. That's say one one and a half hour average per episode. So that's like what fifteen hours? Is it fifteen hours? Yeah, give or take. So fifteen hours of audio. This is not counting the hour, like the, the countless hours that we put in to edit, to come up with topics, mm-hmm. right? So I'm totally on board with actually asking for a dollar, for a couple of dollars for, those, for the time that I provide, for the value that I provide to people, okay? So just to come back to, to what you're saying, I'm still a believer in saying that this is also something that, that, that can, we can succeed in later down the track.
1: I guess I, I'm not totally on board with that just yet.
0: No, we're not charging just yet.
1: I mean, I mean, not not in terms of the charging model. More, more in the sense, that even in the long game, I don't really. I, I see this more
0: of a hobby and leisure rather than a potential thing that makes money. What do you think of uh, the stats I've actually put up in in regards to uh, to John Lee Dun- D- Dumas? John, sorry, John Lee Dumas podcast. Yeah, the I entrepreneur mean, on fire. They look good, right? So he he makes he makes one hundred fifty to 200,000 US dollars revenue a month in 2019. So if you guys, for listeners out there, if you guys wanna check out his podcast as well, it's a really great uh, great value that he provides. On his website, theentrepreneuronfire.com, you can actually see the stats each, sorry, monthly revenue reports each month for the whole year, okay? So I find that quite fascinating and actually gives me a little bit of inspiration to keep this going. So, Let's let, let's talk about this because this is
1: something that I was going to ask you before. Okay, go on. So, am, am I right to think to to think that he started in around two thousand twelve? Yeah. So he's actually been around since uh, around that time. Yeah. <sighs> so, number one thing, in the first four months, he invested almost ten grand. Sure. I'm, I'm not cool with that. <laughs> it's a business, right? Uh, pre-launch, pre-sponsor in the next. Four months after he, after the first four months, so this is the, so we're talking about eight months now, and this is the next four months, he spent, in, in total, that's six months, uh, about 11 grand, sorry, that's two periods of three months, so six months, almost 12 grand, and all of a sudden, he gets sponsorship, and he makes 10 grand. In sponsorship during a six month period. That, I mean, that completely blows my mind. I haven't really looked into how he made those, that 10 mm-hmm. grand, but. Well, how does this blow your mind? As in, in terms of like how much he, he can bring in or. Well, well for, for one, I mean, like, for, for me, there's a couple of almost mental obstacles. One, that the 12 grand that he spends on the first six months on the podcast itself. Not knowing whether he makes money or not, I mean, I don't know if he had a plan on exactly how to build up his his thing beforehand or not, but if I was to start a business where I'm going to invest say twelve grand, I want a legit plan.
0: I almost need a real plan. I don't know if he had that or not, maybe he did. if you look at his um actually like just to counter that point, uh, do you have any other questions by the way oh, well, well, just just to continue yeah, as well. yeah, go go before I go and then and then and
1: then. In that six month period, um, he's already he's already almost made up that twelve grand that he spent. We've been doing this for two months. We're still down, what five hundred bucks from just from the equipment alone, and then from the
0: hosting fees. I think we spent like a, in total, right, um, combined both of us, we spent about I'd say about a thousand bucks, give or take. It's a business. You you, you yourself said to me, that told me that. Uh, this is a business, so you have to think like one. So if it's a business, well, he he's he's. We have to a invest
1: to that, right? Yeah, okay. If really like when when I said we should think of it as a business, I, I think we should um, treat it like a business. We should be disciplined like it's a business. But if it was truly a business, like you tell me that, hey, let's start a business. I would do the numbers first. I would look at the potential earning potential. I would look at the market. I will look at the plan. I will try and at least put down a plan to figure out how to make money to basically offset the initial investment. So plan it out. I would have done all that before we started this. But the fact that we're in this without having that plan, that's kind of why I don't really see this as a business.
0: Interesting. You, you and I have really different views when it comes to this.
1: Well, I mean, if it's a business, you obviously can't just, like if it's a legit business Well I mean let, let me give you an example. The the store that you had before, right? The brick and mortar store. That was a business. Before you started, you obviously thought about you you considered a lot of things. You considered um you know, the location, you considered the product, you considered um, you know, sort of the potential money, you know, earning potential. You looked at the um the medium to long plan the long long term plan. You did all of that before you invested money into it. We, we didn't do any of that before we invested in equipment and invested our time before we invested in anything. So, I mean, can we build into a business?
0: Yes. Potentially. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm going to answer, Potentially. right, yes. Like I'm not, it's not a potential for me. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not a potential at I all. Mean, the,
1: the question is, uh, can you? Yes. Will we? Well, that's another question. <laughs> right? Absolutely. You can, you can plan anything to be a business, but it, can't, it might not necessarily be a business. Right, that's why I don't really see this as a business. It's almost like
0: I am. Can we? Can we? Okay, okay. In the, in this case, can we call it a proof of concept? Uh, I'm, I'm still going to call it a hobby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll say this: this is this is this will be the equivalent of me buying a um two hundred dollar pair of basketball shoes, hundred dollar basketball, and hundred dollars worth of basketball gear, and just going down to to play it at the park. It's a hobby. I'm enjoying it. I put money in it. It's not a business, though. <laughs> I'm not going to okay. be an
0: NBA player. I'm not going to get a sponsorship for all of this. At at which point then would you consider this a business? Um. Okay. We'll we'll put it this way. Uh, just hold that question for a second. I came. I'm coming into this with a full understanding that this is not just something that I'm playing around with. This is something that I'm I'm willing to take take far, uh, and I've made that clear for you in the past. So my question now to you is, at which point will you consider this a business? I guess when I see potential for, to make money. I don't really see that yet.
1: If you don't make money, are you a business? No. Not, not really.
0: Uh, it's, it's, it's hard. If you, if, even, if,
1: even with your shop, when you were losing money, yeah, you still at least had some revenue.
0: Sure. We have like, zero revenue okay, right now. I, th- I think the way you're thinking about a business is very, uh, it's a very traditional way of looking at a business, right? Right. So I think, when I mean, this medium is, is very new, right? It's not a traditional way to make money. It's not like you're selling a product to gain revenue and to gain profit. So we are literally giving value out for free at the expense of our own time and our own money because we want to, gain an audience that we can leverage on in the future. Okay, so in my books, that's still... Okay, let's just call it a proof of concept just to, to, to ease things up a little bit because like I think... I think I would say
1: we're playing around with a proof of concept. I still... Like, I, I get the proof of concept bit. For me, I'm still sort of just playing around with... Like, I still consider, consider this a entertainment almost, hobby. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I, I want to be more disciplined in this, but that would be like me wanting to be more disciplined in getting better at basketball. Mainly because, you know, it, it's, it's just difficult.
0: It's extremely I mean, what, difficult. What, what do you think of, um, say, for example, John Lee Dumas, Dund- JJOD for short, and Joe Rogan, right? Both are making a killing. And then you have Marcus Browning. I'm
1: not saying you can't make money from it. I'm just saying it's extremely difficult. And the way that I came into this was not to make you know 100 grand a month, like like Joe, whatever, Lee Dumas, whatever, or or Joe Rogan. I didn't. I didn't get into this to make 100 grand. Mm. I mean, that would be cool. That's a business, but it's it's almost like I I came into this. Purely to, um, to really give my thoughts on things, hopefully improve myself, um, you know, through through discussing things with you, yeah. and maybe we'll provide some value to 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 some listeners. I had very low, um, you know, my my goals for this was quite low. Whereas I I think you had you know much higher goals. I still, I still do. I'm
0: telling you, I I still do have those higher goals, and I'm actually like wanting to pull you along with me because, like, I think this is a good thing for us.
1: Right. I mean, I I will do everything you need me to do, but in terms of changing my mind, I think I need to see that the first dollar signs first (laughs) before, (laughs) yeah, before before. It's almost like if you have a, a great product in your mind, yeah. you're like, oh man, it's going to
0: sell a million, you know, million units, whatever. That's interesting. But yeah. you put it out there. If yeah. it
1: doesn't sell, then it's not a business. It's and, and it's, it's,
0: it's actually, I think it's, it's, it's also the mentality of a startup, right? So the person, a founder comes in with an idea, has to convince the masses, has to convince, convince investors that this is worth putting money into, right? So I'm going to look at it like that. Let's, let's call it a startup podcast with a proof of concept. That we're playing around with, <laughs> I'm but, but the point being, like, you can make money. Like, I, I want, I want to actually, I, I totally message, agree I want to put you. the message out yeah. there that this is basically something that you can make money in the long term. Like, you think about guys like Joe Rogan who's making 100k per episode, and you have uh, the entrepreneur on fire making 100 to 200k a month. So, if that doesn't show me that this is a viable, viable proof of concept, then. You know, we st- obviously then this is something that we're still testing out on, in our own right. But the message I'm putting out there that uh, this is something that you can make money in the long run. Um, obviously, there's like there's great videos out there that you can check out, namely like by Lewis House. I've, I'll put that in the show notes as well. He document like he basically tells you, um, he, he basically tells you like how he got into the game, and if you don't have any content. Right, so when when we, we get into the podcast and you're hoping to provide value to people, like if you don't have any content, what do you do? This is something I say, I say often: you document, document, document. And also, we like what what we Ron and I like to do. You just saw like a, a little debate that we just had here is we share what we learn, right? So this is basically us sharing. Like you have your own ideas, I have my own ideas, but we're coming together to make something work. And I'm sure there's listeners
1: who think. Um, who thinks along my lines? I'm sure there's listeners who think along your
0: lines. And it's 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 good that we have this this sort of disagreement because I want to show show the, those kind of ideas as well. This is something that I've learned from you. This is something that you learned from me. And yeah, like bottom, bottom line is you can make money with this, and but it's gonna take a long time, right? So yeah, absolutely. Right. Do you agree <laughs> with that at least? Oh, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying this
1: can't make money from it. You know, you can you can make money. There's there's ma- there's many ways to make money. Many ways to make money. Podcasting musician, artist, it's
0: just whether you'll make enough to, to consider a business. Anything else, man? That, 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 those, are my three, those are the three, um, three ways you can make money online uh, and le- or actually make money, some money, or learn a new skill, right? If you want to boost your career, if you want to get rid of stuff around the house and learn, learn some new sk- business skills along the way, those, these are some of the great ways that I think you can consider when uh, coming into the online uh, online game. So again, Gumtree, freelancing, podcasting. I'm sure there'll be some more, like we'll revisit these topics with different ways that you can make money online, different ways that we've actually attempted or learned, but that's going to be in another podcast. There'll be many more of these.
1: Uh, so we'll just end that here and um, I think what I also do want to tell um, the listeners is that we do have a very special guest coming up in the next perhaps couple of weeks. Um, we did um, talk about this back in probably the end of last year. I wouldn't say he's Mr. Koya himself, but he is one of the four co founders of Mr. Koya. They are responsible for creating the the shirts. Malaha, malaho Skomo? That's right. Um, which is a bit of a, a, a s- comical take on the whole Australian Prime Minister leaving australia during a tough tough time when we were dealing with bushfires and i think what you know we'll just talk about um you know where that whole thing came from where the idea came from and um also just his mindset
0: on starting his own business and i can't wait for that interview yeah we were it's uh, i've like you we have so many questions to ask the guy a bunch of questions and
1: um i can't remember exactly which episode it was but I think it might have been around the twenty. It was released on around the twenty ninth of December. So, uh, if you want a little bit of context, listen to that episode. Um, I think we'll probably link it somewhere.
0: Yeah, on the show notes,
1: man. In, in, in the show notes. So have a listen to that um, for some context. And in a few weeks' time, we'll um, have a uh, have a cool guest.
0: Oh, because I'm so fucking excited! <laughs> it should be good. It should be good. Yeah. Um, look, guys! Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, and definitely hit us up on uh, Facebook at the Escape Rope, on uh, Instagram at the Escape at the Escape Rope, and uh, on Twitter at the Escape Rope. So we also have a website you can you can check us out on, and just come and say hi. We'd love to talk to you. Love to hear from you. Give us a feedback. Dislike rating. Dislike us. Like us. You name it. We want to hear from you. We also have a Patreon page, guys. If you have if you find some value in our podcast and want to provide us some support, please go on our Patreon. It's only two dollars a month. Chuck us a couple of bucks, and um, we'll keep this going for you. Yeah, I mean, this is almost a
1: uh, you know a couple of pity bucks. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. We'll take that. We will take some pity bucks. <laughs> um, it, but yeah, it. look, this is uh, this is something that we we do because we enjoy these conversations. And um, as Fung mentioned, you know, if you find value in it send us a couple of bucks or at the very least just leave us a like or a review or a on, on
0: iTunes uh, we'll appreciate the hell out of each and every one alright guys you've been listening to the Escape Road podcast thank you so much for listening love you guys see ya